following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. You know, Chris Nunn, or Chris Nunn is with us. Your name is spelled Nunn, but you pronounce it Nunn, right? You want to turn turn yourself on there? I do want to turn yeah. myself on. Glad to have you here. This was his request, uh, Joan <laughs> Jett. Um, yeah, send that out to my eight-year-old. He came home with his... Listen to his phone. His friends had introduced him to Journey and Joan Jett and uh, yeah. all kinds of good classic rock. And you wonder where this stuff comes from, but I don't care. Yeah, it, it, as long as they're listening to it. Uh, Bo, you certainly were introduced to classic rock by your your father. Right. Uh, very big influence on uh, my musical taste. And I, I really didn't learn how to appreciate classic rock and roll until I was 13, 14 years old. I mean... I was growing up, and eight years old, I was in hair metal. I was in Van Halen and Motley Crue, and Mom's like, you can't be watching that on MTV, and certainly loved Joan Jett. I mean, yeah. she was a staple yeah. on MTV, and I always, always felt the world of her because of the fact that she was a female and had a big voice in a very dominated male um, culture yep. during the 80s. That's right. Rock was no women allowed. Right, and I mean... It was her and Tina Turner that stuck out to me on MTV. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always loved Joan Jett. But it's funny we bring this up that an eight-year-old is in Joan Jett because there's a, a pop singer, and her name's Billie Eilish. Eilish? I don't know any of her music, but she was yeah. on Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon this week. And she said she didn't know who Van Halen was. And, like, the whole internet lost their mind, including really? me. Yeah. She's I have no clue who Van Halen is. Yeah, I've seen something about her here. Yeah, that, that was that was the big story this week. So I, I applaud the efforts of your son who <laughs> loves well, Joan Jett. That's just, cool. He just consumes all music. He's yeah. got a 
voracious appetite for music, which I'm grateful for. That's great. I'm going to read my little inspirational uh, moment here. I like to start uh, each one of these uh, shows with that. Uh, this is called uh, God Uses Everything, Why Our Suffering Is Never Wasted. Recently, I was hurt by a friend over an insensitive comment she made. My first response was to get upset, and then I began mentally cataloging a list of grievances, remembering all the other times I had been hurt by her. It might have ended there, but I came across these words from A.W. Tozer. I started thinking differently about the situation. When I understand that everything happening to me is to make me more Christ-like, it resolves a great deal of anxiety. Everything that is happening to me is to make me more Christ-like. Nothing is excluded. Joy and pain, peace and turmoil, fullness and emptiness, suffering and ease, people who love and care for me, and people who hurt or ignore me. Being aware that God is using everything to make me more Christ-like does make me less anxious. My struggles in Christ are not God's condemnation. God is always for me. He designs all my circumstances for my everlasting good. Everything in my life can direct me to Christ. Indeed, it should. Suddenly, I stopped fretting about my friend's comment and pondered why God might have brought this situation into my life. It was a simple question, but the answers revealed more about my heart than hers. My friend's actions were an avenue for God to reveal a layer of sin in my life that I otherwise would have glossed over. As I saw it, I was able to confess it and repent. And this is interesting because I take so many things and look at uh, them as negatives. And when I can, you know, always find something to learn from every situation, that's something that's. That's the thing I strive for. That's the thing I would like to be able to do. Chris Nunn, we appreciate you being here today. Yeah. Uh, you are... Happy uh, to be here. You are the executive director of the North Limestone Community Development Corp. Yes. For those who re might remember, we had Chris on the show earlier. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple months back ago. In, yeah, it's been a while back, and we promised to have him come back today at the opening of the December market and um, this is something that's really interesting they've taken the old bus station mm -hmm. that is at 6th and it's it's uh, North Limestone and Loudon Avenue and Loudon Avenue North Limestone and Loudon Avenue and are in the process of renovating it and making stalls for uh yep vendors to yeah. be in yep and so tell me about what's going to happen with this sure so the the short term is that we're having an event today saturday december 7th thank you all for tuning in getting up early um yeah. pearl harbor day yeah um 1 to 6 p.m this afternoon at 101 west loudon avenue which is at the corner of north limestone and loudon in the old greyhound bus station so that that big old building was built in 1928 as a uh, consolidated coach corp building and went through many iterations. It was uh, Greyhound Station through the 1960s. Lex Train bought it in the 70s. It's been empty for at least a decade and or very underutilized for at least a decade. And we are fortunate enough to be able to partner with Chad Needham, who has done a lot of renovation work in the neighborhood. He bought the building and we're leasing a third of the building from him to create this public market and so the goal is to have this event today to show people what that's going to look like what it's going to feel like right. so kind of a temporary one day staging of what that permanent setup is going to feel like so the vendors are going to be laid out the same way they're going to be when it's permanent the stage is going to be in the same place the you know the seating area is going to be in the same place the, well, there's a stage in there there's a stage so there'll be live music while yeah, yeah we've got uh so we've got a full lineup starting at noon so that our vendors have something to listen to while they're setting up. It starts yeah. at one, but we've got uh, live music from the whole the whole time. We're gonna have Music Works playing, which is a group uh, orchestral instruction nonprofit that works in the neighborhood. Um, our founder Richard Young actually helped start Music Works. He's a bass player. So Music Works is playing at one thirty. Um, we've got a um, we've got a ballet troupe that's gonna do a performance. We've got Michael Cruz, which is uh, jazz trio. We've got Lead and Verse, which is kind of acid rock. We've got, uh, yeah, we've got a DJ who's kind of 
doing sets in between each of those groups. So we've got live music. It's free and open to the public. I want to make sure that everybody knows that it's there's no charge. Just like the night market, come as you are. Uh, and this is at the old bus depot on the corner of North Lime and Loudon Avenue. That's right. It's on and the it's, northwest corner. It's a huge space. I mean, people walk in and they go, wow, this looks like an airplane hangar. I mean, it's 20,000 square feet. This roof is 25 feet up in the air. It's just wide open space where they used to work on buses. So the old p- photos we found, it's buses that are up on, you know, bus-sized versions of those car lifts that you see where it lifts yeah. the whole bus up so they can change the oil and right. you know, work on the undercarriage and everything. So um, it's a big open space that was scaled to those those uh, regional buses. So we're, you know, we're really excited. We're actually debuting. We've got a prototype of the kiosks that we're going to be building in the whole space so that people can see and and you know and walk inside of what that's going to look like so our potential vendors can say "Ooh, i like this size i like that size i like the different you know we have a bunch of different sort of menu options that people can pick from so that it's something that people can vendors can see and believe in because i've i've found i'm i'm an architect by training and i've found that the vast majority of people don't have any uh, you know, it's really hard for people to imagine what a space is going to look like by looking at a floor plan or by um, looking at a rendering. It's yeah. very hard for them to imagine yeah, what it's going to feel like no. to be in that. And so the best way is to get them in there and to show it to them. So that's, that's what we're right. doing today. And we're also raising money for that. So you're, you're showing this off for potential vendors that might want to move in. We're showing it in. off for everybody. Right. I mean, there have been people – I've been here for five and a half years, and – there have been people as long as I've been here talking about we've got to have a place where our community can come together. We've got yeah. to have a place where we can get that's great fresh food. We've got to have a place where we can create jobs. We've got yeah. to have a place where we can our young people can that's show off their talents. And totally, so we've just, agree with you. We've just kind of you know aggregated all those different needs together into one space so that we can try to attract as many people from the neighborhood as we can. Yeah. So the, so and outside the neighborhood. Well, yeah, for sure. And I think. The goal is to have at least one touchstone for everybody. So it's like if your kid's performing on the stage or your cousin has a, a stall or you met your friends there one day to have, have a meal or let your kids play in the playground or, you know, your grandfather used to work in the bus station yeah. or whatever. Right. I think making sure that there's at least one touchstone that's inviting people into the space that's great. is what we're going for. That's great. Um, let's take the break here. It is the Tom Dupree Show with uh, – Special guest Chris Nunn. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Besieged with articles of impeachment. The Democrats very, very nervous. He's the nervous one. The news. Jobs picture you need. 266,000 jobs. Check in often. You can't impeach the president for doing a great job. With News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Joan Jett does Sly. I like it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I hadn't heard that version. Bo comes up with some stuff. I don't know where he comes up with it. He's, you got to entertain yourself back there. Yeah. He finds it, though. Where'd yeah. you find this one? Um, well, it, it's on YouTube, but I, I know I know she did it, I think, about 10 years ago. She did yeah. it on a kind of a Greatest Hits collection. Right. And I was I, when I first started, I was kind of overwhelmed by it. I was thinking, Joan Jett doing Sly Stone. This, this is yeah. awesome. It's great. Yeah. Okay, Chris, yep. back to the uh, No Lie uh, Corporation, North Limestone Community Development Corporation. You know, the the purpose is to engage people in the community and. and if if Griffin Van Meter had not become an investor in this area 12, 15 years ago, however long he's been investing up there, um, this probably never would have happened. This wouldn't have occurred because you, you some have argued that 
him bringing money and investment into the area was a form of gentrification. Mm -hmm. And um, that's probably true, uh, but it set off uh, a a discussion, Mm -hmm. if you will, uh, about uh, the area and what its destiny is to be. And um, you've been... uh, uh, cast right in the middle of that argument. Well, I've kind of stuck myself there. I mean, we yeah. could we could have skirted it and just sort of said, "Hey, we're doing this, but we're not doing that," and we've right. really just sort of thrown ourselves into it. And I really have to give credit to Richard Young, who is my uh, predecessor as as director of the organization. He's one of the found. He and Griffin founded the organization, and I think yeah. their collaboration and their um, their two viewpoints really brought the CDC. Uh, kind of to where, not to where it is, but they they really got it questioning, like you said, you know, that gentrification maybe didn't have to be a foregone conclusion. Maybe it didn't have to be the 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 sort of same old cycle of investment disinvestment. And if it wasn't, then what's the alternative? Yes, and that's what we're still figuring out is trying to figure out how you how you take a neighborhood that's been disinvested for centuries, arguably, and let the people there who've been there know that now we're going to there are people here who want to hear what you have to say and want to put money into your ideas and your dreams and want to understand your story and understand that you're not poor or you're not disabled because you're just lazy or unintelligent right. that there are so many circumstances th- in the way that the you know the quote unquote system is set up that really does benefit some and really does uh but just to leave it at the status quo is not really a, a solution either just to leave it disinvested if you will and and not- well i mean nobody nobody deserves to live like a lot of people well nobody deserves to live the way that people in our neighborhood live i mean there are there are folks that live with no running water there are folks that live with uh condemnable houses right. there are folks that live on $700 a month you go try to do that. That's right. I can, I mean, yeah, that's tough. you know, we I got three boys. We spend that much at the grocery store every month. Yeah. I mean, I, we have we have people that spend 80, 90% of their income on their rent. Mm-hmm. Go and try and live on 10% of your, you know, income for everything else in your life. So difficult. Regardless of and, how much you and make. And the the fact that there is this kind of uh disparity? Yeah. <laughs> it just I mean, you know, I have a business that's done really well. But I had advantages. I grew up in a a, a, a family that where my father was a, uh, an investment guy. I had his example to mm-hmm. follow. Uh, I got a good education. And so much of your education is not where you go to school, but it's who you associate with. It's yeah. the people. I came from a culture of creating things yeah if you come from a multi-generational culture of not doing that yeah. it's very difficult to embrace yeah if it entrepreneurial ideas and, and yeah. things like if that. it has been modeled to you it's it, like anything if you've never right. seen is believing right exactly. if you haven't seen it if you haven't seen your parents own their home if you haven't seen your parents get a loan from a bank if you haven't seen your parents get a job that they love if you haven't wow. seen your parents be able to take the time to, you know, if you haven't seen all that stuff, yeah. then it's very hard for you to imagine, oh, I can do that. Right. And I think that that's where, I mean, I had, I had a, uh, I had a very, uh, privileged upbringing. I mean, both of my parents were musicians and so I went to music school. I, my undergraduate yeah. degree is in trumpet performance. That's right. Talk about Remember a useless degree. <laughs> I mean, well, no, not, not useless, really. but it's, the, you know, I using an English degree. If you want, if, what I have. Well, if you want to, I mean, if you're not going to, I guess what I'm trying to say is that was a luxury for me to be able to go and do that, to be able to spend four years focusing on music. And I learned an incredible amount, but I think that it's, you still play the trumpet. I do. Yeah. I just played in uh, Otto Helmuth's horn section back in September. Uh, Played what? Do you know Otto Helmuth? No, no. He's a musician. Uh, He's, um, his, his band is called Otto. He's been in a number of different bands that I'm still getting up to speed on, but, um, yeah, I still I still get to play every once in a while. But you know, I I think about just the 
there's a guy that I know uh, who lives on York Street, and he grew up in Stanford, Kentucky. Yeah. And I had him on our radio show. We have a radio show on Radio Lex every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. And he, I had him on right before the election. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know, are you going to vote? And he said, no, I'm not going to vote. And he told me about how he'd been incarcerated, and he just got his rights back to vote. Um, and I said, so why don't you vote? And he said, I don't know. My parents never voted. My grandparents never voted. Nobody I knew in Stanford ever voted. Right. And so there just wasn't that culture of voting. There wasn't that culture of civic engagement. And I think that that's true of just about anything. Yes. You know. And if you don't have that model to you, if that's not part of your culture, if it's not part of your worldview, then it's really hard to change that. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of research about how hard it is to change your mind. Yes. And I think as we're looking at this neighborhood that you're talking about, the North Limestone neighborhood, it's not even one neighborhood. No. I mean, you can go from from block to block and say, what is this neighborhood? And some people say it's East End. Some people say it's North Limestone. Some people say it's No Lie. Some people say it's North End. Some people say, well, there's Brucetown. There's Castlewood. There's Martin Luther King. There's There's all these little pockets of community. We've got a, a a trailer park that has, by and large, a Latino population. Yeah, they're their own community. That's right. And they don't, you know, they're not interested in striking up conversation with you because, you know, some of those folks don't have documentation and, and you know, they're just I trying to do right by their kids. You know, that's one of the serious problems of our time is the language barrier between English speaking gringos, if you will, people like us and Latino people who live in their own culture and in their behind their own language barrier, um, it's it's very difficult. It's scary. I mean, it, the, yeah. you know, anybody who's different from you can can be scary, right? Yeah. Like, there are, there are folks that have lived in this country for decades, and they haven't learned English because they haven't had to. They've been able to operate within their yeah. speaking Spanish in their community, and some people say, well, this is America, you should speak English, and it's like, my grandparents spoke German at home. Yeah. Until my they spoke German until they moved away. Right. And so in the nineteen let's see, they were born in the twenties, so into the nineteen forties, sure. obviously when German became a taboo thing, you know, they spoke German. Yeah. And that was people didn't say speak English because they just they were <laughs> they did their thing, right? So it's right. a very different perspective when you think about it from like you were saying in your opening reading, figuring out when something happens, what this says about yourself, what you can learn about yourself, yes. as opposed to just saying, oh, this is somebody else's issue. They should speak English. It's like, yeah. well, maybe I should learn Spanish. Yeah. Or, may, you know. I mean, you it, if you're going to fix it, you probably should learn Spanish. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. if you want to communicate with that person. Yeah. And uh, that's something that uh, many of us don't want to get off our butts and do. Yeah. Stay with us. We're having a conversation with Chris Nunn of, of the North Lime uh, Community Development Corporation. It's the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WIP. From iHeartRadio, number one for podcasts. From Scratch with Michael Rollman. My name is Michael Rollman, and I'm the host of a new podcast called From Scratch on iHeartRadio. From Scratch is a podcast about cooking. Every episode of From Scratch will explore cooking with one chef. It's a good-looking pig. And one expert who isn't a chef. What I was missing was sensory memory of my personhood. Liquidators Flooring has the styles you want and the features you need. This week, save 15% on AquaSeal water-resistant flooring or 10% on all waterproof vinyl. And to help you decide which floor is best, you can see hundreds of our floors in your space with Picture It, our online visualizer tool, only at llflooring.com. These are the floors homes are built on. Lumber Liquidators Flooring. Chris Stapleton's Concert for Kentucky, an outlaw state of kind benefit, April 25th, the first concert ever at Kroger Field. Chris Stapleton with special guests, on the road again. Willie Nelson and family, Just can't wait to get on the road Cheryl again. Crow, and Yola. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com.
developing this morning. A Princeton grad student on his way back to the U.S. The White House confirming released from Iran. Shea A. Wang is returning to the U.S. after being held prisoner. A 38-year-old American graduate student jailed in Iran has been freed as part of a prisoner exchange. A statement from President Trump reads, a Princeton University graduate had been held under the pretense of espionage since August 2016. We thank our Swiss partners in negotiating his release with Iran. ABC's Julia McFarland at the Foreign Desk. Iran's foreign ministry says an exchange in Iranian scientists has been released by the U.S. The FBI investigating the Saudi Air Force pilot here to train in the U.S. Authorities say he shot and killed three people at Naval Air Station Pensacola Friday. He was killed by officers. The White House Friday responding to a deadline informing House investigators that the president and his attorneys will not take part in next week's impeachment hearing, calling the inquiry baseless. Michelle Franz and ABC News. After a bit of a cold start to this Saturday morning, we're looking at much better conditions for the afternoon. Mostly sunny skies peaking out with a few clouds from time to time. But overall, winds uh, staying more on the calm, somewhat mild side out there from time to time. Highs jumping into the mid to upper 40s. That's where we're supposed to be, and the good thing is we're staying mostly dry throughout the day. I'm Ben KYT. You're all just down in Burston. News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Fun place to shop. Huge selection. Beautiful jewelry. Has to be the castle. The castle. The castle. This Christmas, if you shop Case, she'll be wearing much smaller diamonds. Case three quarter carat bridal sets for $1,999. The castle's one carat diamond bridal sets are the same price. It's simple. Spend the same amount of money at the castle, get much bigger diamonds. This Christmas, shop 11 castle locations or shop 24 hours a day at thecastlejewelry.com. The castle's the best place to buy jewelry. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-276-1640. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-276-1640. That's 800-276-1640 for a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with. Call Big Lou at 800-276-1640. 800-276-1640. 
jerks. Yeah. In the rock hierarchy. This, this is my favorite song of hers. Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, I, I, I failed to mention when we were talking at the top, um, you know, you had Joan Jett, you had Tina Turner on MTV. I forgot to mention Cyndi Lauper and Madonna. Yeah. Too, and it's just because I don't listen to them, obviously. But think about what those four women did in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Madonna especially. She's kind of the 800-pound gorilla, if you want to put it in that. Uh, <laughs> she probably wouldn't appreciate that. No, I don't think she would. Back with Chris Nunn of North Lyme CDC, uh, Community Development Corporation. Chris, you've been here from uh, – you You grew up in Wisconsin. Um, you didn't grow up in a impoverished situation. You, you had – like me, you know, you had uh, a two-parent family, um, material well-being, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So you've, I've been very blessed. Exactly. Yeah. And you're you you're 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 a musician, and um, which is a luxury. I mean, well, it, it's it is it's beautiful. Well, it's I'm, a beautiful. I'm very thing. grateful for that because it really, uh, I'm at, the more people I meet. In my life, the more it makes me realize just how differently my wa- brain is wired than most people. Yeah, and I attribute a lot of that to music. Um, Which it, it's been shown that music rewires your brain. It yeah. a- it actually it makes connections between the two, hem- you know, the left and right hemisphere. And it yeah, there's a lot of different stuff that it really challenges your brain to understand. It's it, it is, and uh, it's it's a great thing. Um, tell me. You were, you were, can I, yeah, can I, uh, you were talking off the area. We were talking about owning a business and we were talking about, um, you know, adversity. And, um, one of the things I just want to say is that, you know, I think that we all have a capacity for empathy and what this job has really taught to me and really opened my eyes to is that just how uncomplicated my life has been. You know, I haven't, as you said, you know, I grew up in a, in a two, two-parent two household, um, and I got to go to college without having to take off take on incredible student loan debt. Um, I was fed very well. I was educated. I, my my dreams were encouraged. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a sister. Yeah. yeah she's a kindergarten teacher. Uh-huh. And And so I say all that not to brag, but to say that, you know, everybody's worldview is based on their own experience. Exactly. And so when you go out into the world and you find somebody who has been in jail with no freedom for the past 20 years, you find somebody who has had to move their stuff every six months for the past decade because they can't find consistent affordable housing. You know, if you find, you come across people with those stories and those experiences, you think, man, what would I be if I had had to dedicate as much time as they have to thinking about and dealing with those issues as opposed to I don't have to worry about the heat being on and the water being on and the roof not leaking and my car starting and all that stuff and so then I have the the, the luxury the freedom I mean it's important to think about the words that we use because you know words like that luxury and freedom it's like you know this country's built on the concept of freedom and you think of how many people really are have that have that freedom and I think people can be free, but slaves inside of that. Yeah. You know, they're not incarcerated, but they're a slave to their right. situation. And so you were talking about the business that you've been successful at. And I, you know, I said, you know, think about if you were, think about if you were black or think about if you were a woman, yeah. think about those things that yeah. are just part of who you are. I've been accused of those- being part black by some black friends. Of mine. Well, <laughs> that's. Uh, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not I have. That, but uh, my, my 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 white black brother, I had a guy tell me that one time. Yeah, um, but I think you know, understanding as I meet developers who buy property in this neighborhood, yeah, and they say, "Well, I'm a self-made man." You know, I grew up scooping ice cream in rural Kentucky. It's like, yeah, but when you walk into a bank, they don't constantly make a they don't immediately make a decision about you based yeah, on the way that the you way look. You look. And and so that then gives you access to those opportunities. And I think that that if you don't if you've never known that that happens or if you think, oh, that's all made up or that's fake news or whatever the phrase is. I think that that's where 
learning, hearing people's stories, and that's what we've been able to do at the uh, North Limestone CDC is to hear people's stories. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do every week on the radio. That's what we do when we do community engagement. We have a cultural plan that we published where we did extensive interaction with hundreds of people right. to say, what do you want this neighborhood to be? What do you want your public spaces to look like? What do you want us to work on? And and, and then we do it. Then we've, yeah. you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to get f- grant funding from foundations like the Knight Foundation, Kresge, uh, Art Place America, these big national organizations that at a national level are very interested in something called creative placemaking where you use art and creativity as sure. the basis for redevelopment. Right. And we then say, all right, we're going to deal with creativity, but we're not going to just fund artists that already exist. We're going to really use that as a way of underpinning the work of trying to bend the arc of this neighborhood's development. Yeah. And and, and that's and, you know that's a, that's a big lift. Get but behind up and coming artists, people that don't yeah. have any uh, way to show their stuff. Yeah. Well, and and not only up and coming artists, but people who are artistic that have never thought they could even do that. You know, there are artists that I, I just met a man a couple of weeks ago who had never done art before two years ago. Really. And now he's he's incredible. And 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 he just he said he had a dream, and God told him that. He needed color in his life. Yeah, and that's great. You, how do you argue with that? No, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so so I just you know I want to I just say that it's been a great opportunity. It's been a great honor to be able to focus my work on that because you know I could be sitting at a desk drawing buildings for people that say, oh, I want a six-story office building, and it has to have this many offices and this many bathrooms and whatever. Yep. And be perfectly content with the success of my life, but I think at a deeper level being able to take the skills that I've been entrusted with and and really focus them on seeing people and then understanding when I build a building or when we you know when we support something that it how people receive that I yeah. think a lot of times like you, you said get you, feedback immediately yeah well and and like you said in your opening statement you know that uh what do you call that the the thing that you read at the top of the show just my meditation your meditation you, you know I, I I think that sometimes it's a psalm. Yeah. This time it was something from a, a meditation I get. Yeah. And and I think that that's, you know, what's interesting about that is it's about seeing yourself in the world. It's not about no. seeing the world through your eyes. It's about seeing where you are, you know, having sort of an external perspective. And yeah. So I tend to internalize my surroundings and go out and look at what's going on outside of me and seeing how does that relate to what's going on inside of me. And so people who do that, um, they tend to think about the world and how it affects them. And, and, you know, I would, seeing the disparities that exist in income and uh, talents and things like that, in in your North Lyme community uh, yeah. would trouble me, you know, maybe to the point where uh, it could render me ineffective. Yeah. I think uh, you have to have a special kind of gift, uh, gifts and talents to be able to address that kind of thing and still keep, not be overcome by it, not, yeah. not, yeah. not get in despair about it. Yeah. Well, and that would be an, in, a thing that a lot of people could fall into. For sure. And I think that, you know, it's hard to separate what you know to be right in your heart versus what you know immediately that you need. Like, for example, we built a bunch of houses on York street and a bunch of people who had never lived on York street or even in the neighborhood bought those houses. Right. And now I hear from a number of them that they're dis they're concerned or dissatisfied with the quote-unquote activity on the street. There are people that have lived there for decades who have, you know, they sit on their porch and drink, yeah. or they, you know, they're, they have addiction issues, they have mental yeah. health issues, they have, um, you know, there, there are some group homes in that neighborhood, and so there are people on the street, and there are yeah. people that try to get into your house, and there are people that try to get into your car, and they're like, hey, this shouldn't be happening. I right. don't disagree with that, but I also feel like there has to be some level of empathy and also some level of understanding that you have some responsibility in that to not expect that if I leave my laptop on the seat of my car that I deserve for it to be safe and untouched. Yeah. And 
I deserve to be able to, you know, it's like, it's hard because you have families that live there and they're like, my kid doesn't feel safe. Yeah. And so trying to figure out how you balance empathy for the folks that have been there and trying to understand what all that they're dealing with, because they're not just criminals. They're yeah. people who are trying to deal with their life. Yeah. And, and balancing that with people who live there and feel like. So the people that have built these houses there and moved there, they're kind of like pioneers to, to go into a, an area that, didn't normally support got people like them in the right, past. Right. They've moved into this area and they're going to have to try to engage the people around them. I mean, I think that that's the most successful way is to offer an olive branch yeah. to say, this is me. This is my humanity. This is who, this is my life and really get to know those people because otherwise you can just put them in a category yeah. and say, Oh, they're bad people. Or they're, if you start to know that their names are Tommy or Roger or, you know, you know, the, when you start to humanize people, then I feel like it it goes both ways. Yeah. They start to see you as a person, too. Right. And they might think twice about taking Ripping your lawnmower yeah. if they say, oh, this is, you know. And We I, lived in a neighborhood uh, where that went on, and uh, we didn't, we, 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 we couldn't hack it. You know, we, we ended up moving, and uh, there was a lot of theft and break-ins and that kind of thing. Stay with us. You're uh, listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Chris Nunn from the North Lyme Community Development Corporation. Uh, we'll be right back. Thank you. We're going to impeach the mother... It's totally ridiculous. Formal impeachment inquiry. There's a quid pro quo. His answer was, I want no quid pro quo. The evidence is clear. From start... From the beginning. To finish. The impeachment into Donald J. Trump, the 40... On News Radio 630 WLAP... Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Let's go back to the point of partially why we're here today with Chris Nunn of the North Lyme Community Development uh, Corporation. They're having the winter market today at the uh, bus station on the corner of North Lime and Loudon Avenue from Wendell, one, one to six. One to six. Going to have music going on. Uh, vendors. There's going to be 120 vendors. There's going to yeah. be food. There's going to be kids' activities. There's going to be beer. West Six uh, Brewing is there. Traditional yeah. Banks is sponsor. Um, Kentucky for Kentucky is a sponsor. We've got, I mean, LG KU, Corman Marketplace. Let us use a Christmas tree. That's um, great. You know, Hound on Loudon, uh, passionate event design. We've got an incredible list of uh, spin spin scooters is going to be yeah. uh, doing safety demonstrations. Um, so we've got an incredible list of of sponsors, and we're really grateful for all those folks who uh, visit Lex. Visit Lex, you know. They're they're super excited to uh, to for this to come because obviously like from Visit Lex perspective this is a great tourist draw yeah right absolutely people they're gonna say hey go to the public market I mean when you when I go to you know Cincinnati I want to go to Finley Market sure you know when I go to Atlanta I go check out Ponce Market or Krog Market like that's where people that's where there's activity that's where there are people yeah. that's that's where there's things going on and so we're hopeful that that you talked when we were talking about the market at the top of the show that balance between making it something that our neighbors take ownership of and take pride in, but also something that invites people from not only all over the city, but all over the region to come check out 
is an important balance to strike. Absolutely. And, you know, nowhere else in this town is this going on. Well, I'm not going to say nowhere else. There are, there are places where people congregate and gather, but um, nowhere else in this town do you have the juxtaposition of uh, the different uh, socioeconomic uh, I mean, there's some serious disparities. But, yeah, going on in, in a way where you guys don't try to run from that. You sort of embrace it and have a conversation around it. Uh, you have to. But go ahead and do what you're going to do anyway, you know, because some people would say, uh, you know, no economic development is, is we just want to leave this the way it is. Right. But life is movement, and you have to be doing new things. It is. But also, I think we also have to take a cue from nature where we have to figure out where equilibrium is. Yeah. Because that's a good point. Continuous growth is not a good thing either. I mean, yeah. continuous. Yeah, there's d life and death. More uh, and more people, more and more cars, more and more right. you know, emissions, all that stuff is has real consequences. So yeah. I think figuring out where that equilibrium is, you were talking about disparities. I always talk about how in, in the North Limestone neighborhood, you have $500,000 houses in Ellesmere Park, and then there's an eight-foot board fence, yep. and then there's a $10,000 house on North 7th, exactly on 7th right. Street. And, and it's like, where else in this city can you find that wide economic uh disparity within a couple hundred feet of each feet other. of each other and and you know that it's it's tough for everybody because how do you relate to those folks whose lives are so so different from yours yeah and i think that that hopefully this market is an opportunity for people to be able to do that to be able to employ those folks who haven't had any opportunities you know viable opportunities presented to them and then start making those connections based on that you know i think that that's from my perspective and this you know this may all sound sort of pie in the sky but it's like what empowers me to think that it might be possible is that we're doing it on such a local level we're not trying to we're not trying to change all of lexington we're not trying to change all of kentucky we're trying to change this little part of the city that is really at the heart of so much. It's the, the intersection of so much stuff. I mean, North Limestone is the oldest street in the city. Right. It was the it was a buffalo path that went all the way up to the Ohio River, and it has evolved into, you know, it's not even a major road anymore. No. I mean, Broadway has usurped its title and is now a federal highway, whereas North Limestone is a state highway, and you know, it's it's just a different. I think knowing your history is such an important starting point for me. So understanding that I didn't get to where I am just because I'm smart and hardworking. I'm, I got here standing on the shoulders of lots of people that of came before me and helped me. And that happened through home ownership. That happened through consistent employment. That happened through good nutrition. That happened through education. And I feel like everybody deserves that. And hopefully and, and this market is a way of, of people like you and me and them. others that have had, uh, kind of advantages if you will uh thrown our way i think it is incumbent upon us you know it, it says in scripture uh to whom much has been given much will be expected you know we got to do our best to try to help those around us not that we're any great paragon of uh virtue or sensibility but to take the blessings that we have and share them as best we can with, with other people around yeah. us. Well, I think I can't think of a better call to action. So this week is Good Giving Challenge Week, and yeah. we're a nonprofit. We're participating in the Good Giving Challenge. So if, if uh, anything that we've said this, this hour has struck a chord with you guys, we would love to have your support at bggives.org slash nolicdc. Um, you can donate it as little as $10. Anything that you donate will help us create this market uh, it's going to be operated as a nonprofit, so we're not it's not a for-profit entity we're really just trying to break even on it and cash flow it and make it everything that it, we hope it can be that's great Chris. so um, we would appreciate anybody's support yeah and once more just for people that didn't get it um, the the winter market is today at the bus station on north lime and um uh, Loudon. Loudon Avenue from uh, 1 to 6. 1 to 6. I know. I've been saying it so often. I just got it yeah. ingrained in my brain. 
and you're going to have music. You're, you're going to have. We're going to have music. It's free and open to everybody. Uh, it's a space that hasn't been occupied in by the public in a decade. So come on in and check it out. It's a beautiful space. I was up hanging string lights for the past two days, so you can come check all that out. Um, we're gonna have uh, live music from one to six. We're gonna have 120 vendors, about 20 food vendors. We're gonna have hot chocolate, coffee, beer, kids activities. Um, we're gonna have Santa Claus. We're gonna have uh, all kinds of great stuff. Music Works is performing. They're they're a wonderful organization. We we want to support. Um, so we'd love to see you. Is that part of the the Central Kentucky Youth Orchestra? It is. Yeah. Yep. So it's Youth a it's an arm of of CKYO. Yeah, because my wife and I are familiar with the the this the thing that they've done La Sistema. Yep. Yeah. Similar to the, the Venezuelan system. Yeah. That, so that was Richard's. Uh, he would never shut up about it. He. He, I mean, he felt like music was the best way to build community. Yeah. You got to play in an orchestra, and you all have to figure out how to play in tune and in time. Yeah, there's no better way to teach people how to relate to each other. Right. And so they just put violins and cellos in these little kids' hands, and they don't give them private lessons. They just say, "No, we're going to figure this out together <laughs> in an orchestra setting." And it's like, you know, sometimes it's like someone reared back on a rocking chair and caught 22 cats by their tails. But, <laughs> but when they really start figuring it out, it's beautiful. Yeah, you know. And so they start to see, oh. If I am a little flat and they're a little sharp, we can meet in the middle, right? And it all sounds great. And so, you know, that as a as a metaphor for building community, I think there isn't a better one. Yeah, that's great. Well, we we've been fortunate to support that. So, uh, uh, the the La Sistema part of it. Yeah. And uh, and they need it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 completely grant funded. It's completely yeah. donation supported. So, no none of the kids pay anything. It's an after school program right. that happens every day. So. For parents who need after-school care, it's a two-for-one. Their yeah. kids are getting music education, learning how to play the violin, and they're there from 2.30 to 5. So right. not to plug another organization, but... No, yeah, it's a great organization. It. So there's a lot going on with there is. No Lie and, and... There's a lot of great stuff and a lot of great people doing great work. Common Good, we're going to have a bunch of their kids there right. um, helping, us, helping us at the market today. So we'd love to see you. Got to go. Chris Nunn has been with us today. Go by the market today in North Lyme and, and uh, Loudon. It's the Tom Dupree Show News Radio 630 WLAP.